When you have a personal brand that's strong, that allows everything else you do to create wealth, it allows it to be that much easier. It allows you to create income at will when you have a big, loyal audience. Or it allows you to pivot easily if you want to pivot from what you're doing right now to a totally different sector because that loyal audience who you've always served, they'll come along with you for the journey instead of you building a brand new audience. Welcome, everybody, to The Chris Harder Show, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success, knowing that when good people like you make good money, they can then do great things. My name is Chris Harder, and several times per week, I will bring you epic guests, solo episodes, and every single tool, trick, and skill set you need to grow your business, grow your money mindset, and to grow your wealth to levels that you have never reached before. I've ended up in a unique place in life where I've got the experience, the connections, and all of the secrets that it takes to be successful. And I'm lifting the curtain to reveal it all to you in an effort to help put you in a position of abundance so great that you can then be as generous as possible. So let's lock arms and let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Chris Harder Show. It's another Money Monday here where we absolutely believe that both generosity and prosperity can and must coexist. I'm telling you, those two go hand in hand together. All right, so I've been traveling a lot lately and I've been traveling with people that I love, like high performers and successful people and good people. And just because I've been traveling a lot, I've been around a lot of people that I really care about. And, you know, the people that run in my my inner circle and, and my friends and my acquaintances, of course, they're pretty dang successful people too. And so when we get together, we have quality conversations. And the quality conversations of late have been a lot about like, securing your financial future. And I noticed these these few trends kept coming up in my conversations. Now, why are we talking about this right now? I'm guessing it's because of like all the news, right? Like you hear all the news about the possible impending recession, which by the way, we're already in it. So if you're doing fine now, you're gonna do fine later. But you hear about, you know, what are you gonna do with your stock portfolio being down, your your web three portfolio being down and all these things. And, and so I think that's why I, we've just ended up talking about, hey, what are you doing for your financial future? What are you doing for your security lately? And when I start to notice these common threads show up in these conversations, they usually turn into podcast episodes just like this. And I had three conversations, or I should say three themes that kept coming up over the past couple of weeks. And so I threw them into this episode right here and called it the three moves to really secure your financial future. Remember, if you could be a fly on the wall every time we're out with our friends, you could possibly learn a lot of things. Well, this is like being a fly on the wall for the conversations that we've been having. So the first move to really secure your financial future, and I'm talking like, this one's really important. I see this common thread among my most secure and financially secure friends, and it's this, create a reoccurring passive income. Now, this literally means for you personally, like the way that you invest, or this means if you're building a business, you better make sure one of the aspects of that business is a recurring passive income. Now, what does that even mean? It's income that continues to pay you even when you're not actively working it, right? So it could be things like rental income or storage spaces. Those are real popular for passive income. It could be things like network marketing. You know, Lori and I built a network marketing team starting about 12 years ago. It still pays us today. And when I say it pays us, I mean, it pays us. It's still paying us almost a million bucks a year and just on autopilot. So 
Network marketing could be a, a great passive income for you to take serious and build. Passive income investments, I'll give you another example. Lori and I just invested in a clean carbon investment where you give them a large lump sum of money up front, but then it pays you over the next seven years, you know, literally like fivefold what our investment is. Vending machines and ATMs, I know those are boring and I know they take some legwork, but that's great reoccurring passive income. Books, this one's interesting. We got a royalty check. We get one every quarter from Lori's book that came out a few years ago. And I realized books are great passive income sources, but then also things where if you have a skill set like photos and then selling those photos online or filming B-roll, we buy a lot of B-roll online when we do social media projects. All those things come with royalties that you can you know, shoot once and monetize forever. Lending money, this is a reoccurring passive income that people don't think about. If you've got some extra money, you know, you can literally lend it. You know, say you lent out $10,000 and hey, no problem, pay me back fifteen, And now somebody pays you back, you know, 1250 bucks for the next year, whatever the math would be on that type of thing. Or, ready for this, make dang sure the business you're building has a reoccurring revenue feature to it. I'll give you an example. We're building this peer-to-peer lending app right now. I cannot wait for you guys to see it. I can't wait to get it in your hands. And one of the things in phase two, once we have tons of users on the app, is we're going to release a higher-end subscription to the app where the people who want to lend on it, remember it's a matching those who have a need with those who have the means for small personal loans. Well, what we're doing is we're going to have an upgraded membership for everyone who wants to be a lender on there. And that upgraded membership is going to give lots of perks that just being a free user won't necessarily give. And it's that subscription model, that upsell to a subscription model in phase two that really adds massive value to companies like that. It'll increase your the actual valuation of your company tenfold compared to if you don't have a, a reoccurring revenue feature to it. So let's sum this first one up, the creating a, a reoccurring passive income. It is your job as you, I just gave you some like memory joggers, right? It is your job to research, to ask around, to start actively learning, not to hear this and be like, oh, I don't know how. No, this is where I'm going to lovingly push you. This is where I'm going to say, roll up your sleeves, pull up the damn Google machine and start actively learning about different passive ways to make income out there. And don't forget, you can always learn how to use other people's money for some of these businesses and investments. So there's no excuses not to do it. Only the excuse that you're not willing to learn how to do it. But if I was you, because this is my mindset, I would become hellbent. I'd become hellbent on having at least one strong passive income source and always have it be growing. All right, so that's the first one, that common thread when I'm having these high-level conversations, we all have strong reoccurring passive income sources and lots of them. The second thing then to secure your financial future that you must be doing is building a strong personal brand. I know that doesn't sound like financial advice, but think about it. When you have a personal brand that's strong, that allows everything else you do to create wealth, it allows it to be that much easier. It allows you to create income at will when you have a big, loyal audience. Or it allows you to pivot easily if you want to pivot from what you're doing right now to a totally different sector because that loyal audience who you've always served, 
they'll come along with you for the journey instead of you building a brand new audience. Now, not everybody comes along, but a good percentage of them come along with you on your pivot. It's better than starting from zero, right? Building a strong personal brand brings like opportunity flow to you. I just had this conversation again today and I had it last week. The amount of opportunity that flows to you instead of you having to go out and look for the opportunity is insane. So think about this. You're hearing this right now. If you don't have a strong personal brand with a large audience, then you're probably out looking for the opportunities. Gosh, I wish I could be a part of this deal. Gosh, I wish I could be a part of that deal. Gosh, I wish somebody offered this to me. But if it turns the tables, when you have a, a platform that's highly engaged, like this podcast, then the opportunity flows to you. People say, hey, could I pay to be a guest on your show? Because I know your people will love my product. Or can I pay for you to advertise your, my product on your show? Or could I pay you to promote the launch of my product? Or could I split part of the sales? Or you get splits in business deals. Heck, people come to you and they say, I'll give you equity in my company. If you come on board as an advisor and also use your platform, because I think it'd be a great fit. You get paid to consult when you have a large audience. Sometimes I get paid. There's a couple of companies out there that you can sign up for. They'll pay you if you are an expertise in a certain area, significant amount of, I mean, we're talking thousands of dollars. They'll come to you and they'll pay you to be a consultant either one time or as an ongoing deal when you've got a strong personal brand. I mean, the opportunities that flow to you instead of you going out to find them are endless. It's just like drinking from a fire hose. And what you have to actually become good at is saying yes to the right ones and no to all the other ones. Now, you always have to make sure to do this, to create a strong personal brand, that you're managing two audiences. And that's an audience you rent and an audience you own. Now, what do I mean by that? Audience you rent and audience you own. Well, an audience you rent might be like when you're a guest on someone else's podcast and you're just being exposed to their audience for a half hour or an hour. Or social media, believe it or not, no matter how big your, your following is, is an audience you rent because it could go away at any time. And it's your job to, of course, get in front of as many large audiences as you can, rent them for a moment, and make it compelling for them to move over to the audience that you own. What do I mean by that? That could be the text list, the way that I always say, hey guys, don't forget, I text you every single morning, positive money mantra. All you got to do is text me the word daily to 310-421-0416, right? And I'll text you every single morning, make you feel good. It's totally free. Well, it's moving you over to a, a text list and, and I own that text list. And so you can monetize that text list in many different ways. This is also email lists or subscriptions to a blog or subscriptions to a podcast. When people subscribe, you know, you know it's going to be downloaded onto their phone at that point. So it's your job to get in front of as many audiences as you can rent this upcoming year and compel those individuals, give them something of value to move them over to audiences that you own so that you can then, of course, serve them and monetize them down the road. That's how you build a strong personal brand. Now, the third move to secure your financial future that we've been talking a lot about is to invest aggressively and diversely. What do I mean by that? Well, this is something I wish somebody would have shaken me by the shoulders years ago and, and really gotten me to take more action on. But like I said, it doesn't matter when you finally wake up and start doing it. It just matters that you do wake up and start doing it. So you got to remember, when I say invest aggressively and diversely, you got to picture all the money that comes in from your job, your business as seeds. 
not as the crop. You're not supposed to be burning it. You're not supposed to be, you know, spending it on lifestyle things and all this other stuff. You got to remember the money coming in, they're seeds and you have to plant them and plant them wisely. And then from those seeds comes the crop. And it's that crop that you need to be living on. It's the crop you need to find your, your luxury this, your luxury that on. Not the seeds. Have the patience to aggressively and diversely plant the seeds. You know, Lori and I personally, we keep just over a year's runway available in like cash cash, right? Where you could go to the bank and get it out no problem right away. We keep over a year's runway available. But then everything else we purposely deploy. We purposely send those soldiers out to go and fight for our wealth. And we don't let the money sit in banks. We don't let the money sit in accounts because it makes us feel good. No, we keep just more, a little bit more than a year's runway available. And then we go and we deploy every last dollar that we possibly can. And listen, it's kind of scary. I mean, I'm investing in another startup this week. It's kind of scary, but it's worth it. Cash in the bank and equity in your home is useless. I know this is going to shock you, but as long as you've got a year's runway, everything beyond that, cash in the bank and equity in your home is absolutely useless. It's not growing. It's actually shrinking when you factor in inflation. That's why you need to unlock every one of those dollars and aggressively and diversely, right? Not all your eggs in one basket. Get them out there to fight for you. You know, my buddy, Dan Fleischman, I saw him speaking on the stage and he uses a 40-40-20 rule. And I thought this was really good. So I wanted to share it with you. Dan says he invests all of his money. And he does the same thing, by the way. He and I had a great conversation with this. This is where that third one came from. We both literally like deploy as much capital as possible. We don't want to sit on our capital, not only because then it's not working for us, but it allows us to get comfortable. It allows us to sit back on our haunches, Right. So we kind of want to feel that urgency, like, oh, no, I drained the accounts again. I better go out there and refill them. So he uses the 40-40-20 rule. 40% of his investments are very low risk. His goal is just to make 5 to 10% a year on that. 40% of his investments are medium risk. So he's aiming for a 10 to 25% return on investment each year. And then 20% of his investments are shots at glory, as he calls them. Literally, the swinging for the fences, going for the grand slam. Like, this is where you invest in a startup and it pays you back, you know, 40 times what you invested type of a thing. That's the 20%. So he uses that 40 low risk, 40 medium risk, 20% high risk when he's deploying his capital. Lori and I do something similar, but we use four levels of risk, not three. Low risk is like the low fee index funds that we invest in Vanguard. They're very predictable over a long period of time. Yes, some years are up and right now, some years are down, like we're way down in our portfolio right now. But nonetheless, it goes up and down with the major indexes, right? Like the S&P and the Dow. And so the low risk investment preference for Lori and I are low fee index funds at Vanguard. And because they've always returned, an average of 10.87% over the last 60 plus years that they've been tracking it, then you can count on that mathematically. That means your money that you put in there is going to double roughly every seven years. So, you know, over the course of seven years, if you're putting in 100 grand, it becomes 200, then it becomes 400, then it becomes 800, then it becomes 1.6 and 3.2, and you follow me, right? So that's the low risk. We also include our real estate investments in here. Now, you know me, I'm not a big real estate investment guy. I know a lot of people are super bullish on it and I, I see the math and I see the reasoning behind it. It's just never turned me on. 
but we do own a handful of properties. And so I would consider our real estate to be very low risk where, you know, over time, it's always, always, always going to end up up. That's the first level of risk. The second level of risk when Lori and I deploy our capital is medium risk. This is where we're actually picking individual stocks. Now I've been big on tech stocks right now. Unless you think the future is something other than tech, right? Unless you think the future is sticks and stones starting all over, then the tech stocks that are depressed right now, the major blue chip tech stocks that are 40%, 50% down on from their highs a year ago, those are bargains. They're just sitting there ripe for the picking. And so the medium risk is putting a lot of money into individual stocks that I think are blue chips that I know are going to come back. The higher risk, the third tier then, are Web3 assets. What are Web3 assets? That is anything such as NFTs or nodes and, of course, cryptocurrencies. They're very high risk. That's why they're on level three, high risk. But nonetheless, they're very high reward. Some of them are really going to hit. And when they hit, it's going to make up for the ones that lose. But make no mistake, you're going to lose money playing in that field. That's why you always got to be diversified. And then our fourth level of risk, those are the moonshots, as Dan would call them, or the shots of glory. And that is startups, both our startups and, of course, others. You know, we always invest in five startups a year knowing that four out of five are going to probably fail, but one out of five is going to hit. And so in theory, starting in, you know, five years after doing that, it's never a perfect science, but in theory, each year we should have at least one startup that pays back several fold the investment. And we've, we can actually look at them now as as has been, a you know, several years of us doing this and be like, oh, I can see this one's going to make it and I can see these aren't, and I can see this one's going to make it and these aren't. But the idea is when they pay off, they more than make up for the other four that don't pay off out of the five that you invest in each year. So that's kind of our methodology behind investing aggressively and diversely. Now, if you're like, how do I get in on these conversations? Like, why aren't I having these? Why hasn't someone taught this to me? Why aren't I? It's really up to you to get yourself into the rooms where they're having these conversations. You're doing a good job by listening to the podcast right now, but take this knowledge. Remember when I talked about seeds turning into the crop? Take the knowledge I shared with you and start Googling. Start reading. Start seeking out, become aggressively hungry for this kind of knowledge. Because when you start going down the rabbit you realize creating a secure financial future is actually not hard and it's not rocket science. It's just having a methodology based off of proven ways that people are more than happy to share with you in their book, in their course, in their whatever. And if you happen to be a real high performer, if you've got a business that's earning over $500,000 a year, we talk a lot about this in the mastermind. Of course, we're always talking about how to grow your business, but we end up having a lot of, let's call them internal conversations on, hey, I'm investing here or you're investing there or you know, we're letting everyone into this startup over here or, hey, we're going to be the first to know about this, this Web3 asset over here. It's kind of like being in an inner circle. So you know, if you qualify, we've only got a couple spots left, but if you want to check it out and if you want to be having those high-level conversations, as long as your business makes more than $500,000 a year, you can, you can apply to see if you get one of those last couple spots. Go to chrisharder.me forward slash mastermind. Trust me, you have access to investments in there that you won't get if you're not in there because you just don't happen to be sitting at the dinner table having that conversation. So we have one guy that joined us here literally because he just wanted deal flow. He wanted access to invest in other people's businesses and, and some of the insider ideas that we're doing. So if you want to be around those people for the next year, go to chrisharder.me forward slash mastermind. Again, chrisharder.me 
forward slash mastermind. Check it out. Hit apply. A couple spots left and I am protecting them with my life. So don't rule yourself out. You might be the person I'm looking for. In the meantime, get out there, secure that financial future. Love you and appreciate you listening. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.